Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 144, which is, of course, 12 Square. I am Trey, joined as always by Cam, Dylan, Tucker. How are we doing, gentlemen? We're doing great. 12 Squared. 12 Squared. Um, Living the dream. Winners and losers. Um, I don't know if I can think of any outside of the poll, which was a tie. Uh, Did did the lock of the week win? Lock of the year, um, and yes, it did win. Lock of the year of the week. Tucker, Mark hates your bet, by the way. How are we doing on lock of the year <laughs> of the week? Lock of the year is now two and three. Uh, two and three, actually. Two and That's three. two in a row. That's not too bad. I think no, you like the Patriots. There might be an asterisk somewhere. Well, I don't no. think there was an asterisk. No, the asterisk was the, the college record. So it would yeah, really be. It would really be like. It would really be like three. Four and one, if we included the college bets. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, two, and you, three, two, two and three. My last two. Would you uh, care to share your lock of the week for this week, Tucker? Uh, I will let you know. I do have a lock of the month today, which is the second half over of this Commanders game. Um, it's been awful. There's been three points scored and. They're statistically due. They're statistically due to score some points here. And that's that's all my reason. Now, the Fade Tucker 2022 crowd is starting... Awfully quiet right now. They're starting to get a little upset, I believe. So. Yeah, um, I mean, they're losing money, so, you know... I I'm mean, loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're you loud. That's the important thing. I mean, if we evaded you every single time that we made the bet, we would be up. Well, uh, the, t- Tucker's Tucker's friend from college, Mark, said his best bets are when he fades Tucker, and he said he's yeah, currently he's fading the lock of the month. This, right hey, now. this is bad, friend. This guy at called me, asked me, "Hey, you got any locks for today?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I have the Ravens against the Dolphins." He's like, "Phew, thank God, need a lock." And then after the game, he texts me, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> he, I'm like, what do you mean we lost? He goes, no, I just bet against whatever you said. <laughs> Tucker, you, could be, you could be a great handicapper if you just literally listen to the opposite of your gut every time. Yeah, no. Um, and my gut said, actually, my gut told me to take the over here, which is a bad sign. But, <laughs> but. Well, anyways, um, take of the week. We got a tie. Cam. You you said you thought you were gonna be in this take of the week with your Patriots take. I didn't vote. Didn't get one vote. Did not get a single vote. It's a tie between myself and Dylan. Um Tucker, you got Oh a, my god. You got a co- tied. coin or something on you? Or an AirPod or something, Tuck? Um, let me see. I have All right. I have a lighter and a golf ball. I don't know how I'm going to play this. I'm going to throw them both up, blindly catch them. Someone pick. I don't know how this is going to work, but Dell, do you want to pick or defer? I'm going. I'm going to pick. All right. I'm, going, I'm going golf ball. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Lighter. God damn point. it. <laughs> that that a, somehow worked. That was an interesting uh, way. We haven't done that before. Maybe we should just start chucking shit around. Um. All right, another point for me. Or something. 
You think the golf ball would be easier to catch, still? I probably that's what picked. I that's what I did. I would have picked the golf ball. Yeah, as well, I think it's just the other one's longer, so there's more to hold on to. I guess that's so. what she said. <laughs> um, eighteen points for me. I've doubled Camp's total. I think he's in second. Um, so I will be winning taker of the year. I can't wait till Twitter starts giving us the data of <laughs> who's votes that's on true. what and what accounts. Because there's some shady business going on. Yeah, I do think there's some shady. I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not. I vote once on the poll. I think he. I because I voted like three minutes after the poll dropped this week. Trey had two votes. Three minutes after. People like my takes. I that's risky business. That that <laughs> I, I was waiting for the pod to bring this up. Trey, do you have a comment on that? Yeah. Do you do you and vote? Do you use the wasted takes that? account? To you vote? cannot vote on your own polls. Yeah. I no, do not have any other Twitter accounts. I have the, I have a two-pick streams that I was going to use for streaming. I wa- I haven't logged on to that one in probably a year and a half. Uh, if you check, you know how you can switch Twitter accounts. I just have myself and the ways it takes, and that's it. I'm not voting. I'm voting once, and I'm just. I don't know. There is ways it takes voter fraud. <laughs> I'm not. Someone's mailing in votes somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But... Just wait till all my mail in votes come in. Two time tech of the year. So that's all I got to say. Um, Dylan's got a big winner, Dylan and I. Um, the Jersey. Did we cover story Jersey? Is over. Did, did, we not, yeah. did we cover that last week on the show or did that not happen yet? Nope. No, it okay. just happened. So, so Jersey Watch 2022 has ended. It's over. However, the jersey curse is very real. It is a Derrick Henry jersey. If you have any sane bones in your body, get them off your team. Get them, get your bets off of him this week because something bad's going to happen. I wish it didn't have to. I just like the color of the jersey. He's a good friend of mine. Um, but keep an eye out for Derrick. He's going down. I thought the jersey curse was officially dead after last year's uh, per. Uh, Burrow playoff run. So, so we had Odell and we had Burrow, um, but Burrow didn't actually win the Super Bowl, and Odell was a different jersey. So we thought maybe that it would be like there was like a half curse still there, but I was kind of on the up and up. So maybe that's the that's the new thing. I just have to uh, cat. Uh, I guess, I guess uh, we'll casually, see. I'm starting starting to be not cursed. We'll have to see how the uh, how the Titans do. All right. Um, Let's jump into ways it takes. I've actually got one. I didn't have one, but I just came up with one, and it's a baseball take. Um, so I think one of the biggest storylines in the MLB this year, leading into the postseason, was the New York Mets. Right, the Mets kind of went all out to uh, sign some talent. They picked up uh, Degrom. They picked up uh, Scherzer. They did they have Degrom? I don't remember, but they they definitely made some moves. Yes. Yeah, well, they got Scherzer. They definitely, you know, they've always kind of been there over the past, I don't know, five years. They've had some bad years. They've had some really good years. Um, I think they made it all the way to the NLCS, did they not? Or the, the World Series, maybe, um, a couple of years back. But uh, anyways, the Mets had a 10.5 game lead on the... Uh, Braves, the reigning World Series champions, 
uh, heading into September, I think. And they managed to blow that 10.5 game lead. And then they went into the playoffs and were promptly defeated by the San Diego Padres. Um, Now, we've talked about the Mets before and how they've had struggles and maybe they need to change hands with ownership. Dave Portnoy's been thrown out there. Donald Trump's been thrown out there. Uh, I'm not making an ownership take, but I am making a similar to Mars Rings take. I think the soonest the Mets can win a championship is going to be 2086. They're going to be that next team that goes 100 years without winning one. Their last one was 1986. Um, They um, won, of course, on the Buckner play. You know, that kind of set that in motion. Um, But they are going to be like the Cubs and the Red Sox and these other teams that go 80-plus years. Um, I think they're cursed. I just think this team has always has bad luck, always has epic collapses, just can't get over the hump um, no matter who they bring in there. So the Mets are cursed. They will not win a championship until 2086 at the earliest. I like it. I like the wastedness of it. I like the curse. We're a big curse podcast. Now, uh, curse podcast. now, now, that's, that's, now, that's all. Go ahead. now, I have, I think there's something better. I like a hundred years, but what's the significance of a hundred years? Did you just come up and just say a hundred? Yeah, I mean, you think of the last big curse broken. It was the Cubs. They were, what, like a hundred, two years, hundred one years, hundred three years, something like that? But think about it this way. It was 1986. Bill Buckner threw the legs, obviously against the Red Sox. The sports town of Boston went in disarray and now everybody, you know, was hating on the Mets. Now we have the Red Sox went in 2004 after an 86 year drought, 86, 86. So I think it's going to be the Boston fans put an 86 year drought stamped on the Mets and it's going to be 2072. 86 years. I like that. I'm not going to change my take because that's your take and I didn't come up with it and I feel feel shame in doing that, but I like that one as well. I don't know. I just get a, I just get a Cubs vibe from this team. They're lovable losers. They're always maybe get close and something crazy will happen. You'll have a, what's that guy's name? Bartman. Steve Bartman guy reaching out, grabbing the ball. Um, it's a wide Whoa, whoa. Um, Tucker, curse. Um, I like the curse. I'm a fan of the curse. Um, I could see it happening. They do feel like a curseable team. Just hearing people talk about the Mets, it just feels like something that everyone always expects them to. It's funny. They're very funny. Like even when they're very good. Oh, touchdown, Bears. Always looking good. Um. (laughs) But they're just lovable losers, which I kind of love about them. And I feel like it kind of gets me a root for them, which is the same way I root for the Bengals and these types of football teams is, like, because they suck. So I hope they suck for forever. The longest drought right now is the Mariners at 44 seasons. I think they'll be sad. Have the Mariners ever won one? 1977. I thought they were, like, an expansion team. 
Um, well, they've never appeared in the World Series. It was when they became became a team. I'm confused. Then they've never appeared in the World Series, but they won a championship. No, no, no. They they're that's their tryouts. Forty four seasons. They, yeah, the team began in 1970. That's what I was saying. Yeah, okay, okay. I got confused in the wording, but uh, yeah, that's right. what I thought. I thought they were an expansion team that never won one. Um, all right. Anybody got a take? Uh, I do. I've been watching football this year, and a team that I've been very curious with is the Bengals. Uh, Because they were just this team that was so good at the end of last season, and everyone kind of thought that it was going to keep going. But they had this Super Bowl hangover, and everyone's asking, why is this Super Bowl hangover happening? And I have a reason for it. I don't think Joe Burrow is that good. I'm not sure he's even like a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the NFL right now. I just think he's a guy that kind of picks where he's going. He just had really good wide receivers, young wide receivers that no one had figured out. and No one could really guard at first. And so he could just throw it to whoever he wanted every time. And now that the league's kind of like, oh, he's just going to go to his first read he's much easier to play against and he's just getting exposed. Don't think he's good. There's a team that lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Steelers. The Steelers are bad. But yeah, I just, I don't think. Oh my God. Sorry, Cam. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. This man should be dead. (laughs) He should be dead with the kind of people that he has quote-unquote protecting him. He was on pace earlier, I think, a game or two ago to be sacked like 115 times. I also think he has zero pocket awareness, though. I just think he has great pocket awareness. His completion percentage last year was 70%. You can't throw the ball up. You can't throw the ball up in the air and and expect to complete 70% of it. But 70%. that's because every he won't just throw a ball away. He just takes sacks after sacks. You don't just take sacks after sacks. You get sacked after sacks. And yeah, you make the soup. You can't have both. Can't. Like, oh, I need to throw the ball away. But he's so desperate to make a play that no. he won't just throw it away. But then he also made the Super Bowl. So, I mean, where are you at here? Uh, I'm at that they're below 500, having lost to the Steelers this year. A Cowboys with five games in. They're five they're, games in. Their only two wins of the season are the New York Jets with Joe Flacco and the Miami Dolphins with, I don't even know, where their quarterback got murdered halfway through the game. Good. They're good team that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're nuts. Joe Burrow's very, very good at football. Made the Super Bowl. He can't make the Super Bowl and get sacked and say he's not good. And by but the way, but, but Cam, he's Jersey cursed. He I, is. He's Jersey cursed because he lost the Super Bowl. Then you have to give that same respect to Carson Wentz. You have to say Carson Wentz isn't that bad because Carson Wentz gets sacked more than Joe Burrow does. He didn't make the Super Bowl or have a seventy percent completion percentage. I'm just saying. I don't think he's that good. I, I, I don't think, think you're saying the right things. Um, so the take is just that he's not good. He's not top ten quarterback. Okay. Um, 
I, I'd have to go through my list of quarterbacks, but I don't 100% disagree with this, Tuck. Um, I think he's overrated. I think he's very overrated. I do. Cam is right. He has no help on the offensive line. But you're also right. Like, good quarterbacks that are, aren't necessarily, like, crazy athletes, they will get down to take a sack and, like, not, not take a beating or they'll find a way to throw it away. Um, so there, I think there's merit to both your arguments. I do think – I remember I made a take – I forget when or who was it. Oh, I think it was Lamar. I said Lamar would never win a Super Bowl. Um, I kind of want to make the take that I don't think Joe Burrow will ever win a Super Bowl with the Bengals. I don't know how they carried um, – they carried – what the hell's their head coach's name? What's his name? Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor. I don't know how they carried Zach Taylor because he's been terrible. I don't know how they got him to a Super Bowl. Um, I think he's good. I, I'd have to look at the, the quarterbacks. I'd have to look at a list to know if I can put him top 10 or not. He's right on that 10, 10-ish range, like 8 to 11, I'd right. say. Wait, wait, let's let's play a game. We'll name quarterbacks and we'll say if they're better than Joe <laughs> Okay. Pat Mahomes. Yes. Josh Allen. Yes. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Jalen Hurts. No. What? No. That's an easy one. Disagree strongly. Justin Herbert. No. All right, no, this list is dumb because you're stupid. No, like, like if you can't, if you're saying Herbert and Burrow are like very close. I don't think it's close at all. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I put this season. Geno Smith. No. Come on. Why? Geno Smith. Oh, but Joe Burrow had a 70% completion percentage. Oh, you're a skywalker. Geno Smith is sitting here with 75%. And we're like, no, you can't put Geno Smith ahead of him. I didn't say anything about the completion percentage. I, Kirk Cousins, I have a bump. Kyler Murray, I have a bump. I don't Jared have either Kirk, of those guys above him. Jared Goff, I have a bump. No, okay. Yeah. That's so if you're talking like – if you're Who's looking at it, better in the last five games. Sure. You, yeah, okay. if you're looking at a five week span, maybe you're right. But I think overall, his skill set, he's better than a lot of those guys you listed. But I do think he will never get back to the Super Bowl as a member of the Bengals. I think the Bengals are in in a lot of trouble. Um, I think they gotta really shore up that offensive line and maybe take a look at head coach if it, things continue to go south over the next couple of years. But I think they are Super Bowl hungover, like uh, we all said they were gonna be. And I think that uh, that team got very lucky last year. And um, I don't see it happening for them again uh, for a long, long time. But we'll see. I, I do think he's a little overrated, Tucker. I agree with you. Um, I do. But I do think he's good. And I think he'll pan out pretty pretty well. Uh, Dill? Uh, as of, I think, last week, his time to throw was 2.24 seconds on average, sixth quickest in the league. So, I mean, the line's not helping him. Uh, like Cam said, I mean, that's very apparent. I think it's hard to, it's hard to, um, you know, label a quarterback good or bad if you don't give him opportunity to play the position. You know, like there's, he's got, he, he's under pressure just so fast. So um, I guess time will tell when we get a better read on, on him when he's got a better team in front of him. 
All right. But he made it to the Super Bowl and he was getting sacked a hundred thousand times because he also had zero time to throw last year too. I think part of it too is teams have figured out Jamar Chase. I think that when he's a rookie, it's harder to figure him out. Um, but they obviously know to watch for him now, and uh, I think that's that's been a problem. Uh, all right, who's going to take? I got a football take. Let it rip. Um, we're getting to that part of the season again uh, where we start to hear murmurs about uh, coach firings. I believe that there was one already. Matt Rule with the Carolina yep. Panthers. Yep, which makes a lot of sense. Troubles brewing. I believe I said down in uh, when you made your when you made your take that he was going to get fired. So winner me. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, the take is that Nathaniel Hackett, the experiment is over soon. Uh, I think if the team loses uh, the next two games, he's gone. They're gonna they're gonna switch it up. They tried a new coach. Um, he made some weird decisions the first couple games. Uh, I think it was last week where he had an OT, fourth and one, and they decided to run some stupid pass play, and Wilson threw, had a guy wide open, didn't throw it to him. I, I mean, you can blame that part on him, but why didn't they run the ball? I don't know. Uh, made no sense. Um, lost the game on that play. So I think if they lose if they lose their next two games, he's done. It might even be the next game. Hell, they might even win their next game. They're still going to fire him. Um, but I think he's gone at, at some point in the season. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think that uh, rookie coaches, you know, ownerships like to stick with them maybe for a year, but it seems really bad. Uh, in the Mile High City, and um, you know they got they got Wilson under this new contract, and I think they need to do something with him while they have him. And and if it's not going to happen with this coach, I think they need to switch it up and switch it up quick. Um. So I was originally going to say no because I was like, you need to give the rookie head coach a year. This guy by no means deserves to be an NFL head coach. He's terrible. He should be fired. You're 100% right. They should dump him immediately. He has no idea how to do it. Um, and I was going to say no, but then I remembered last year a rookie head coach got fired. Urban Meyer made it halfway through the season before he got fired. Um, so I think it's a possibility. I think something would have to happen off the field uh, to make this a reality. Um, I think if he did something stupid like Urban Meyer did, uh, there would be, be an easy excuse to fire him. I think they end up sticking with him for this season and then probably dump him halfway through next season because, boy, he's terrible. You're 100% right. He deserves to be fired. Um, clearly, they made the wrong hire here. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Um, it seems like this guy's never coached football in his life. Uh, but – I half agree with you. I think he should be fired. Um, why not just do it now? Because then you can get a head start on the next guy. But um, The only reason why I think so is because they thought they were having full head of steam going into this season with getting Wilson and beefing up the, the team in general. Um, and I think that window is going to close. You know, Who's the next quarterback for yeah. the team? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I think that 
I don't think it's his fault that Russell Wilson has been bad. I think Russell Wilson's just bad. I think I, I said before the season I thought he was going to be washed up. Um, he's. I mean, I think it's a mixture of the two. If, if they if they if they make maybe a better decision in game one and don't try to kick an eight hundred yard field goal, and then if they make a better decision last week, um, and, and then they end up winning that game in OT on the three yard line, and then if they there was game two, they made a question questionable call to to go for where they could have kicked or like he like reversed his method um you know if the if the stars aligned then i would still probably say he's not doing great but the team would have more wins yeah you're right um yeah i think it's a possibility uh cam so if you remember correctly i had this man as my fraud of the week early (laughs) <laughs> and he's been continuing to prove me right um, every single week. So obviously I love this take done. And I actually agree with you that they're going to fire him soon. Reason being is because they just went all in for Russ. They also exactly. went all in for this head coach. But the blame's got to be on somebody. They can't keep blaming it on all their – they just got to get it together. They got to, you know, find the mesh. Now, I think that there's a bigger problem. It's not with Russell Wilson. People are saying it's with Russell Wilson. Maybe he's a little bit injured. At the same time, I mean, I don't think it's all his fault. I, I really think you got to blame the head coach here. I think what they should do, get rid of the guy, put somebody in, uh, as the head coach from within the system, somebody that they can play around. Because th- this is when teams do well. When they, when they hire from within for the rest of the season, and they have a guy that they really like and they can play around. Maybe the game planning is not the best. Let Russ Cook do whatever he's got to do and just have a guy that you like coaching out there instead of Nathaniel Hotjob who told me told an interviewer that he does not deserve to be a head coach. He just <laughs> snuck in there, and I think that's exactly what happened. Russell Wilson, I cannot with good conscience say that he's the problem quite yet. Get rid of the head coach. Let him cook. Let him. Let's ride whatever you need. I don't think he's as passionate as he once was. I don't think he should have left in the first place, but maybe this is his retirement plan. I still think he's a winner. He wants to go out on top. Give him a chance to do it. Get rid of hack job. Tuck? Um, I, I don't think that it'll be cut before the season ends just because I think with NFL head coaches, unless you do something egregious, like everything, Urban Meyer did the entire time he was there. I don't think you get fired in the NFL uh, that early. I think they'll at least let him live out his first season. See if he can turn it around. See if he can turn it around. But, um, I mean, he's been bad. Don't get me wrong. I just think he's too good of a guy. Like, from everything I've seen from him, I heard him on a podcast. I've heard, like, his players talk about him, Aaron Rodgers talk about him, like, he just seems like a super stand-up guy that you'll definitely let ride for us. Did he come from the Packers system? I believe so. How come all these quarterback whisper coaches are terrible? Joe Judge, Hackett, didn't Aaron Rodgers have another guy that left that sucked? I believe that was Hackett. Well, anyways, all these quarterback whispers suck. Um, Wasn't Sean McVay a quarterback whisperer? I don't think so. One other thing about this is that um, I think news came out today that the, the owner did a quick interview 
and said that it was between Hacken and whoever is now the coach for Minnesota, and that yeah, they they were like they really liked the owner. I don't know if he was saving face, but he was like, we really liked. I forget his name from from Minnesota who ended up getting hired, and like he didn't allude to that. He wished that they picked him, that they chose him instead. But he's like, yeah, he's doing a great job. We're, we're happy that he like good for him. Blah blah blah. blah. But uh, I think they made the wrong choice. <laughs> um. All right, Cam, you got to take. Yeah, I don't know why I was going up in such a rampage. I was just like, what? What do you mean? I just gave my take. No, that wasn't mine. Um, my take is similar to my fraud of the week last year, or last week. It was Dak Prescott. Um, I think that Cooper Rush was kind of a kind of uh, a story and came in and he's been doing well. I think the story's over. He's, he's the, he's now the whole saga. Um, if you will, I think Dak Prescott's done. I think that finger injury, they're going to nurse it. They're going to keep nursing and say, you know what? You know, you should rest. You should rest. He's doing well. And he's just not going to come back next year. I think <laughs> it's just going to hit you laugh. But I think it's a, like that's a very, very real possibility. Because what has Dak done? He's put up stats. He's gotten you wins. He's gotten you the playoffs. But he's won one, maybe. If I don't even know if he's won a game. Um, I think... He's going to get good trade value for him. Cooper Rush is continuing to play well. He's doing what Dak does. Just, I mean, he's just younger. So why not take the guy that you don't have to pay a million, zillion dollars? There's people who are going to need QBs. Can get some good trade value for Dak if they keep him healthy for the rest of the year. Um, I think this is a legitimate possibility. It's, it's honestly, it sounds wasted, but I don't even know if it's that wasted because I think it's going to happen. He's one in three playoff games. So I think the only way this does happen is if Rush stays in the whole year, which he won't, and uh, wins, puts him on a deep playoff push. If he does that, then 100%, they would probably reevaluate what they're doing with Dak. Try to trade him for a boatload. Um, How many games has Cooper played? Four? Four. There's no four or five. No. Four, he's four, four now because they're four and one right now. Yeah, so he's beaten the Bengals, the Giants, the Commanders, and the Rams. Now, I think that the testament to, to Rush is if they come out and beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, you know, I think that might cement more of this, Cam. I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't. The wins are, are one thing. I agree with that. He has never thrown an interception. Um, that's another thing. He's consistently just put up 200 yards a game, 200 plus yards a game. I think he had a 300 once or twice, one, two, three touchdowns a game. He's just playing the same kind of football that Dak does. With no turnovers, so, I mean, I, I just don't think. Well, I don't. I don't see him anymore as a backup quarterback. So New New England right now is in a similar situation, right? Because you've got Zappy who's coming in, putting it. He put up close to two hundred yards, and he did turn it over, but it wasn't his fault. Um, so you have a similar situation. I'll touch more on it later, but it's definitely a dilemma because 
if you're winning, you don't want to change the, the winning quotient of the team. You don't want to throw in a new face and, and potentially risk, you know, ruining what you've got going. Um, I think what's going to end up happening with Cooper Rush is he's going to play well, continue to play well, get replaced by Dak, and then he'll get a shot next year at a quarterback needy team that ends up, you know, maybe not being able to select one in the draft. So, I think he'll get a mega contract and he'll probably won't pan out because that seems to always happen. To the back so let's Brady. so let's go back. Let's go back to Brady and, and Jimmy G. And obviously it's apples to oranges. I think the apples would be Jimmy G and Cooper Rush. And you you decide to go that route where you trade away Jimmy, you get another Super Bowl. If you trade away Cooper and you keep Dak, you get a few more years and you definitely don't get a Super Bowl. I think that I, I really, when I more than 50% of me is saying that, that this is going to happen. Dak is not going to be the guy. They're going to keep Cooper. They can, I can't see how they get rid of him and stick with Dak and say, nope, this is our guy. We're going to win under him. If Granted, it's four games. I get that. But they, I'm, I'm almost positive they see something in practice in locker room that put them, put them in the position to be here in the first place. I mean, he's a, he was undrafted out of Central Michigan, wasn't he? And he just became the backup last year. And now again this year, I mean, I don't know. I see it happen. I mean, the thing is, is Dak's on a... He signed a four-year extension in 2021, so he's signed through, I think that means this season and then three more seasons, I think. Contractually, sure, so but if, if, they, if, if, if they can trade him and have somebody either take it over or keep it. Right, if, if that's the case, then you then you maybe trade the guy. They could get a ball um, over him. But they don't – I would trade if, – if, if it were me – you have Cooper, who's playing well, and you expect him to play, you know, maybe not, maybe he's playing a little bit better than he's actually, his average is. So you, you think, okay, we can get, we don't think, we might not get what we're getting right now all the time, but we're going to get enough to be competitive. If we get rid of Dak, we get our 100 and, uh, 25 million off of our bankroll and get a trade get get I would try to get picks for for upcoming seasons and then sign in the off season doesn't you even rebuild really, it doesn't even really to be a rebuild yeah you rebuild just in the off season you don't even make it like a yeah. like a like a like a 3 year plan you do a 1 year plan get picks for this coming season if you can it doesn't even really matter if you trade Dak for much of any substance uh, at all. You just you free up the cap space for so that in the off season you can just make a bunch of signings. This is textbook Madden Madden <laughs> career mode. Yeah, <laughs> all in, all in in the off season, first season. All right. Well, Tucker stepped away, so we won't get his thoughts on the uh, the take. But uh, we'll start off some of our discussion with uh, fraud of the week. Um, does anybody want to lead off for out of the week? I have one ready to go. If not, okay, I'll go. Um, my fraud of the week, and this is no offense to Cameron Abderholden, is the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, we've heard all about how the Packers are good and, you know, how Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL and he's two time and two straight MVPs and, 
yada, yada, yada. This team lost to the Giants. No offense, Cam. Giants may be legit. We'll cover that in a second. Um, they almost lost to the Patriots on their third-string quarterback, right down to the wire with them. Who else have they lost? They lost to some other bad teams. Um, they haven't looked all that powerful. Their wide receiver core definitely sucks. Um, but I continue to see them ranked pretty high on power rankings within the top five sometimes. I think that's horse crap. I think this team is a, is a pack of frauds. I tweeted that. Got some likes on it. Um, I think this team is a pack of frauds. I think Aaron Rodgers is talking about and stole some people since last year. I think they're in trouble. I think Matt LaFleur is kind of a coward. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers hates him, and this team is fraudulent. They are frauds. Fraud of the week, Green Bay Packers. No offense, Cam. Yeah, none taken. I mean, a huge win. They should, they should beat that. They should beat the Giants. That's all I'm saying. They should beat the Giants, 100%. A lot of teams should. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just not playing like they should. I think they're frauds because I don't think they – they are even living themselves up to this higher standard. Um, I just, I, Aaron Rodgers doesn't think that they are, they're good. Um, I don't blame him. Not, I mean, he makes it seem like all the time he knows that his wide receivers are god awful. <laughs> and he lost his best friend quarterback coach, Hackett. Um, Matt LaFleur, he's never gotten a long one. So I don't understand. I mean, this brings us back, you know, to why he didn't, why he even resigned, but um, I I think they're they're frauds in the sense of the media thinks they're a lot better than they are, and everyone's living putting them on this pedestal, but they're not frauds in the sense of they're probably overall team wise way where they should be. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with you there. They're not that good, but everybody just sees Aaron Rodgers and assumes that they're gonna walk to the playoffs and, you know, lose in the first round. So, uh, who else has a fraud? No frauds this week. Um, I didn't, um, I don't really have one for the week, I don't think. So I think of one by the end of the show, I can, I can chime in. I don't know if it's much of a fraud, but, um, did you hear what Mike Tomlin had to say about his offensive coordinator? No. Because um, I think he's, I think the offensive coordinator is new this year, and a lot of people are giving him crap, obviously because the team's terrible. Um, but Tomlin like defended the guy like he, like you would defend your daughter, like he was. He was saying so, like so many great things. Um, I think I think he's lying through his teeth. I think in that in in that sense, he's a fraud. Tomlin is for just saying all the good things that should be said when deep down he knows that it's not true. No, I, I get that though. You don't want to divide the room. I no, I know you. <laughs> definitely don't want to say it, but he's still fraudulent because he's lying. I mean, you'd have to call Bill Belichick a fraud every week because he just gives misinformation in his press conferences that doesn't answer any questions. Right, okay. Well, Dylan, I'll give you an exact opposite. You actually made me think this. Exact opposite case of a fraud, Ron Rivera. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Is is, uh, 
I was a prep conference or just like an interview or something, and they asked him, like, what do you think the problem is right now? And he said, QB. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I don't even want to give him a fraud for it, but I will, um, because I actually think it's kind of the coaching problem. Like, yeah, Carson Wentz is not, I mean, he has, he's not playing terribly, I wouldn't say. Defensively, Ron Rivera was supposed to come in and have this big defensive show go on in, in Washington. He made the move to bring the QB in. He's got Terry. He's got all these people. They should be good. Carson Wentz isn't playing bad enough to where they should be one and four, I don't think. Um, and he he hyped himself up for all this. I'm not going to call him a fraud because I think he's a, he's a, he's a good guy and he's been through a lot and uh, got a lot of respect for him. But I just, Dylan, you made me think of that. And I thought it was really funny. You <laughs> said QB. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, not a great move from a head coach to say that. I'll just say that. Like, he, you, you can't throw him under the bus. Like, yes, he hasn't played great. One thing about him is he has the ability to make unbelievable great throws. And then he just turns into a pumpkin, like, every game. Um, but you can't do that to your quarterback, it, especially a guy that's brand new. Like he, he just got there. Like he's your only guy. Like what else, what else are you going to do? Who's their backup? I don't even know. Heineke. Heineke. Okay. So they should go to Heineke. I've, I've said that Heineke has not gotten a fair shot at the job. Um, but no, you can't do that as a head coach. That's I mean, look enough. at Daniel Jones. You want Daniel Jones instead? He could be four and one. Yeah, Some exactly. I mean, He's not a great quarterback. He's not, but you can't sit there and throw him under the bus. Um, is Tucker back yet? I thought it was hilarious. No Tucker. So no fraud from Tucker. All right. Uh, we'll see if Tucker has a, has a fraud when he gets back. Tucker's fraud is going to be um, the guy who just muffed that part for the Bears. He's <laughs> on four. Um, I, another fraud to just throw out. I think the Chargers are fraudulent. They barely beat the Browns. It's the coach, man. It's There's the something to do with the coach. We won't, we won't cover it. They have all the talent, and they just not be good. For real. And they beefed up their defense to stop the run, and they can't do it, and they're fraudulent. They are fraudulent. Um, they 100% need to pull the Giants and clear house. Yeah. GM, head coach, OC, DC, everybody out. See ya. Yeah, don't ruin Herbert. If I was him, I'd get out of there. Um... All right, uh, let's not bury the lead here. Fourth. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hold on, real quick. Carson Woods just laid somebody out on a block. Oh, he's mad at his coach. Big boy, <laughs> so mad. He pulled the he pulled the water boy. And he saw, who was it? Oh my god! It was Roquan Smith. It wasn't even. Fun. No, he like laid him out. Go look it up on Twitter. Like um, his head bobbled back. So four straight weeks of NFL football, we've started off with the New England Patriots. I don't think we should do that this week because I think the story right now, at least as this podcast fandom is concerned, is the New York Giants. New York Giants are 4-1. and one. They're being heralded as the worst 4-1 and one team in history. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's, start, it's starting to become that time where we need to consider the Giants as an actually good team. I now I still hate their quarterback. 
I still don't love their offensive line. I still I hate the receivers. But man, they are playing. They 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 kind of stomped on the Packers, frankly. It like it got a little close at the end, but they were they were they were cutting them up pretty good the entire game. I think Dayball is great. I think he's going to be a really really good head coach for you guys. Um, it took a long time since uh, what's his name Coughlin there retired to to find the guy. I think you guys found him. Um, I am a little worried that. You guys are going to hang on to Danny Jones now, and I think you should probably try to find something else. Yes, stick with him for now and have him be your bridge guy until you find the next one, but I don't think he's going to win you the Super Bowl. But I think this team needs to start being considered as legit. I know I called the Packers frauds. They probably should have won the game uh, with how much they're touted as being a great team, but the Giants are playing hard. They're they're playing for Dayball. Saquon Barkley is back to what he was supposed to be. I don't know how that happened, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that it's just all coaching, but it might be. Um, but I am high on the Giants right now, Cam. I know you are you must be feeling pretty good, but I mean, I think they're good. Like, I don't think, like, I do not think they're a elite team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl threat. Um, I think they have a real shot to make the playoffs. Um, but I think they're on their way to getting back to being a competitive team in this league. I think they are a good team. I think they're a lot better than, many of the teams in the NFL right now. Uh, how are you feeling after that big game over the Packers? Yeah, couldn't be happier. Um, we got a big test this week with the Ravens. I think this is going to show a lot about kind of what, what kind of team we are. I mean, the Cowboys divisional game, we didn't play great. We didn't lose by that much. The other three wins or four wins you can, you can argue are, you know, could have gone either way. So this is definitely going to be a testament. If we can hang in there, obviously if we can win, this is a whole different story. Um, if we can hang in there and play with them, which I think we will, um, I think it's going to be a one-score game, to be completely honest with you. Um, I, think, I think if you guys but, play with them, that proves that they're a good team. Like all you got to you, you don't even have to win. No. We got Wink Martindale, too, who's the Ravens defensive coordinator last year. So um, I think that'll help. But by the way, Wink Martindale, freak. Wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to be on the bad side. I think he's just he's just a bad man. I think he's probably killed people. Um, lovely guy. Dable, everyone's playing for him. Funny, hilarious guy. Did you see Lovely. his interview with Barstool? Yeah. He's nuts. Jokes. Ligma, can't get him, but he'll get you. Love it. <laughs> Offensive coordinator-wise, I mean, I don't know too, too much about what, what's going on, but obviously they're, they're, they're scheming Saquon to where he's, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because, I mean, I guess he's healthier, sure, but he's playing better than he did his rookie year. So they're scheming up something, and then offensive linemen were still not great. Danny's just holding on to the ball. He's holding on to the ball, and he's – He's reading, he's making reads, and that comes a lot from where obviously came from the the Chiefs, who's the quarterback coach there. I think he's working with him. We don't turn it over. We do what we need to do. We play decent defense. We play for our coach. And we win by one one score every game. I'll, I'll take it. If we win the Super Bowl at one score, so be it. And that's what we did the last time. So I'm super excited. I do see us probably going nine and eight, but 
That's, uh, we'll see. I mean, you're off to a good start. That's that's for sure. I mean, things can go disastrously, and you can still end up with a decent record here. So, uh, Dill, is it time to take the Giants seriously? Um, I think so, a little bit. Um, I mean, they're four and one. I mean, it's hard to not take them seriously. Um, shout out to Linnea, who actually said at, before season started that uh, she was like, I'm, I'm pulling for the Giants this year. I think they got something going without any sort of reason. Just said it, blurted it out. Um, said so, she had a good feeling. Yep. She, she's good with that. We went, we went and saw the ponies a little while ago and in Saratoga and she just hit every bet. It was bananas. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, like I said, at the beginning of the year, um, I said, Daniel Jones has to change the stigma around him for people to want him to stay. It's been five weeks. And I would say a lot of people are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of turning around on Daniel Jones now. Um, and like you guys just said, I think it's a lot to do with the coaching, new coaching and new, uh, maybe theory around how to play and not turn the ball over as much. I mean, the guy's still a free thrower. He just loves to throw the ball around. Um, but I mean, it's worked out in his favor. So they play the Ravens next week. I don't know about that. But after that, they play the Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. I mean, those are four extremely winnable games. NFC East, easy schedule. So, eight and two. Eight and two. Realistically, I mean, mean, it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, those are all teams well below, uh, you know, the – you know, the mid tier, like the, the halfway, you know, they're not as good as the other half of the league. I don't know why I can't think of the word to make that easier to understand, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on the giants. I think they're making moves. They got the best running back in the league so far this year. So, um, congratulations, Cam, I guess. And what's it like they, to, to root for a winning football team? They did just, uh, uh, Beat the fraudulent uh, Packers. Are the Giants frauds? <laughs> they, they, they are on fraud watch, a hundred percent. They are, they are, they cannot be called frauds right now. But if they, if they lose, if all they four start of these losing games these games, the Jags, Texans, Lions, and Seahawks, then yes. If they drop <laughs> two games to like the Lions and Jags, they are, they are in the fraud category. They have to be on fraud watch just because they're not supposed to be good. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like if the Patriots all of a sudden started winning a ton of games, it was like last year, like the Patriots ripped off a ton of wins against bad teams in the middle of the year. And then by the end, it was like they're frauds because they suck. They were terrible <laughs> in the playoffs. So they're definitely on fraud watch, but it's not not because they're they're frauds. It's just because because. They they're were supposed to be. Expected. They were supposed to be bad, so they kind of are frauds. <laughs> if you, if you yeah, look at the beginning of the year, you say they're frauds because they were supposed to be terrible. Um, all right, let's move on to the Patriots since I mentioned them. Big bounce back win against the worst franchise in sports. Um, I didn't take a lot from this game. Jared Goff played horribly. Dan Dan Campbell, I told I like I said, me head head coaches don't work. This guy's a musclehead. He's got no no idea how to run a football team. Yes, he's entertaining. Yes, Hard Knocks was great. I know you two didn't watch it, 
Um, but he's just like 0 for 6 on fourth down is unacceptable. Like, how do you do that? And if they just straight up didn't go for those fourth down and kicked field goals, it's a close, it's a pretty close game. Patriots end up winning by like a touchdown because of the defensive touchdown, but like the Patriots scored one offensive touchdown and kicked five field goals. So if they would have just kicked field goals, they would have been in the game. Um, so Dan Campbell got to go. He's terrible. But my biggest takeaway from the Patriots is now the quarterback thing. So Zappy goes out there and, and wins. Um, and he uh, obviously, you know, he, he didn't show me that much. Like people around here now in Boston are like all in on the kid and think he's legit. I don't think he's legit. I think he takes care of the ball, which is exactly what you need. A lot similar to the Cooper Rush situation. He takes care of the ball, and that's all you got to do to win in this league. Um, if you're well coached, just take care of the ball. That's all you got to do. Um, he didn't have to make any really big throws. He had some uncontested throws easy, which is great. I think they changed the offense to simplify it for him, which is what they should be doing for uh, for Mac. And I don't know why they're not. Um, but I do think there is a bit of a problem for Mac Jones now. So, like I had said, I think there's a little bit of a trust issue between him and the team. I don't think Bill's too pumped with him. I think Bill wanted him to get back as quick as possible. Mac wanted to take his time. I think Bill, he he had a press conference today um, or yesterday and said and refused to say that the job was Max when he came back. He wouldn't say it. He said when, when Cam Newton was terrible, they kept asking him, What's, what's your plan for quarterback position? He said, Cam's our quarterback. Cam's our quarterback. Even though he was terrible. Uh, when Brady was here, it was no question. When, you know, he would always say Tom Brady's our quarterback. Even when he was, you know, suspended and injured and things like that. He said Tom Brady's our quarterback. Why will he not say about Mac? I think he's a little frustrated with the way Mac has taken to the new coaching. And he's kind of, I think he's kind of pushed back on it a little. I think what's going to end up happening is they've got a string of winnable games here. Uh, Mac needs to come back as soon as possible because if Bailey stays in the game, stays in the games and rips off four straight wins, do you think Bill's going to switch it up? I mean, I, I might not if I'm Bill. Um, so I think Mac's in a little bit of trouble here. I certainly think he's better than Zappy is. The one thing I will say about Bailey Zappy, I think he's a lot less scared than Mac is. Um, I don't know why, but it just seems like his pocket presence is a little better than Mac. Mac seems a little more jumpy in the pocket. Um, it seems like Zappy's a little more comfortable sitting back there. It could be just because they were against the Lions, and I'm just using that game to base it off of. But even against the Packers, he seemed to command the, the pocket a little better than Mac does. I think he's got a worse arm. I think he's smaller, obviously. So I don't think he's a better player. But um, I think Mac's in a little trouble here with 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 how Bill's going to handle this, and I think that his press conference refusing to name Mac as the guy kind of shows that. But obviously, a big bounce back win. Hopefully, it builds confidence. They beat a crappy team. You should beat crappy teams. They should win next week too. Frankly, um, as long as they run the ball like they did, they run the ball great. Cole Strange had his best game as a pro. Um, so we'll see. But obviously, a big bounce back win. Cucker takeaways from the uh, Patriots game. Um, this defense is legit. I think is the first thing I thought of. When I, don't, I, saw I don't know team. if I agree with that. But. Uh, I thought the defense played. I mean, you're talking about the number one scoring offense in the NFL so far this year, and you 
put them to zero points. I thought they played really well. Turnovers, Matthew Judon's a beast. Judon is um, a beast. I think those cornerbacks are awesome, especially the young guys. I'll say, I'll say, Tucker. I think Jack Jones could be a play, like a re- legit player, like pretty good. What I do too. Yeah, like I like actually Jack, good. I don't know Jack, huh? That's crazy. He can, he can he can develop corners. I I would give him that. He can develop corners. Um, but I thought this was a good game. I didn't. I mean, I see why that if like the Patriots are winning, why there's a controversy with Bailey Zappi. But I didn't leave this game thinking, "Holy shit, Bailey Zappi!" Like I I don't know about you guys. Maybe I missed something that you guys saw, but. At no point was I thinking, like, this is the guy. Like, this is a franchise quarterback right here in Bailey Zappi. He played well. He did the right things. But, like, he didn't really do anything crazy to impress me. Their passing game was bad. They scored one touchdown on offense. Their passing game wasn't good. So you're right. But he he takes care of the ball, and Mac doesn't. And he's talking back to the team. So I think that pisses Bill off. He runs a tight ship. He doesn't want that. I think it pissed him off with Brady. But you couldn't get rid of Brady because he was the GOAT, you know? So I think Mac – I I 100% think Mac's the better player and should be playing. But if Bill is winning with Zappy and he's taking care of the ball, why would he Why would he go back to Mac, you know? That's all That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I can see – I think – but I think the whole Bill thing is I, I would want – you know, I want Mac to come back with a vengeance and to come back, you know, Think he's playing for his job. Exactly, I agree. A chip on his shoulder. I think it's good for him. I think it builds a better quarterback. I agree. I think this is good for Mac. I think it's going to teach him to take care of the ball. And I think that the reason, one of the reasons Bill refused to name Mac as the guy in his press conference was to put pressure on him and make him scared, which is good. Um, Cam, any takeaway from the Pats game? Didn't watch it. I mean, I. I could have predicted this. I don't think he should react one way or the other. I don't think he should be like, let's go. That's a huge win. Momentum builder. Maybe it kind of is, but it's the Lions. It's, I, I think it's good like, for the team. Like, it's good to I don't win think a game. It, it, it should be a, um, oh, well, like Trey said, I don't think it should be a, well, if you look at what happened, if this if this would have happened, if, this, if they didn't call this. I think this is a Bill Belichick versus Dan Campbell. Just, it doesn't matter how your defense is going to play. It doesn't matter. Bill Belichick versus Dan Campbell, that was the game. And then you, you get that Bailey Zapp out there. You just you know it's the Lions, and you know he's going to know what to do against the Lions every single time. Um, I, I don't care if they're the top-scoring offense in the league. The reason they're the top-scoring offense in the league is because they let up so many points and they had the ball so many times. The point. Patriots were not able to score as many points as other teams are, and that's another way thing you have to look at. So... It's a good win. It's a, definitely a positive, but it's nothing to get crazy about either way. Any any thoughts on the Zap Mackie stuff? Zappy Max? Uh, I'm a Zap. I'm a Zapple. Um, Zapple. <laughs> I'm a big Zap guy. Zapping. Um, I'll think of. I'll think of some more. Maybe. I non biased. I think. I, I think you come back with Mac, but you you definitely give Mac the, the six weeks he wanted. Um, and then after that six weeks, you, you know, you re, you reconvene and, um, 
it could be a situation, I mean, similar to the Cooper Rush situation we were talking about earlier. You, you brought it up. If he comes back, if he comes back and Zap hasn't lost, I mean, you kind of have to keep him. Yeah, um, I think that's where Mac is in trouble if he sits out the full six weeks. Because if they rattle off four or five wins, they're not going back to him. I mean, Brady Bledsoe. Yeah, exactly. So. They're not going back to him. Um, Dylan, Patriots takeaways, quarterback controversy talk, anything? Um, I think you go back to Mac. I think what Belichick is doing is, you know, if, if the players read into the press conferences and stuff, which maybe they do, maybe they don't, um, you know, he's still part of the team. He's still there every day. He's going to be around the coaches. Um, I think in any instance, especially with younger players, you want that, um, you know, uh, what, what's the word, uh, to like, uh, competition between players on same position. So I think it's naturally a good thing. I mean, it can be. Um, not a great thing if it doesn't pan out. Like if Mac thinks that he's being like uh, um, <laughs> victimized or like uh, like I, I mean I like he's like I brought this team last year to a winning record, blah 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 blah. Now you're gonna just ship me out just because one kid has a couple lucky games, doesn't really throw the ball that great. Um, I mean if that I, I think baby. I think the football, t- I think the type I, that is, and I think the type of player that Mac is, the type of person that he is, that he'll take this as a challenge. He won't take it as like um, a hit against his ego or his play style. I think like I think he'll take it as a as a challenge to go out there and show like I do deserve this, and it might make him play better once he comes back. I think I um, think he needs to take care of the ball when he comes back, and I think they need to keep running the offense they're running right now, and I think they'll be fine. They'll be yeah, in, so I, in the playoff hunt. They might not make it, but they'll be in it. So how many games has Zappi played now? Two? He started one, came in during the Packers, and right. played pretty, pretty well against the Packers. So we still have, you know. He's starting this week, too. They won't well, we announce can, it, but he's starting this week, too. Right, but they have, uh, you know, Jones said he wants six weeks or whatever. So This would be three. We, could, we got three more weeks. We could have. We could have three more weeks of Zappy, you're saying? Or Yeah, yeah, three more okay. weeks of Zappy, possibly. So if we right, so if we have three more weeks of Zappy, right, and he wins, um, I think they still go back to Mac just to you know, say like, Okay, here you go, here's your shot, show us what you got, type of thing, and then we'll go from there. We will see, it will be interesting. Um, okay, um, next game I wanted to touch on. Not a lot of intrigue. I mean, we had the Chargers. Browns was close. Not a big deal. Um, Vikings continue to win, but they barely beat the Bears. So definitely a team to watch. Um, I guess what we can cover is the Jaguars. So the Jaguars have been heralded as the new look Jaguars. Like they're better now. And then they got smoked by the Texans this weekend in their home stadium. I think this team still stinks. I think everybody's overhyped it. Just a couple weeks doesn't make you a contender. They're not making the playoffs, Tucker. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, I had said at the beginning of the year, he needs to start figuring it out or things are going to get hot for him. He's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. Yes, Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season, but then he started to play better. 
Um, I don't know. It's, it's just the Jaguars, and I don't think they're good. And I think they're they, – speaking of fraud of the week, could have been the Jaguars too. Absolutely could have been a fraud. Um, Tucker, you're high on the Jags. Thoughts? Um, yeah. Um, I kind of agree that I'm a little bit nervous about Trevor Lawrence. I was thinking this is going to be a breakout year. Honestly, he was the factor that I think is falling apart for them. I think this team isn't that bad, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence is playing like the guy he's supposed to be. Um, a lot of people talk about like that second year bump. You get the first year in the NFL, you get acclimated, you know, especially going from such dominant teams to this team. I think it was a huge transition to Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I thought maybe after the first year, this would be when he really shows why he's been touted as basically like one of the best NFL prospects at QB in the last 10 to 20 years. You know, a lot of people are saying he's the best prospect at QB since Andrew Luck. Um, oh, they missed. Oh, that really fucks me. Um, uh, yeah, Tucker. 19, baby. Hey, Bears coming down the field right now. I can feel it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, the quarterback play needs to be, be better. I don't know what their schedule is looking like coming up. They're coming up on the Colts, Giants, Broncos. Right? All right, so you know what? Like, they're not out of it, I don't think, at all. But I think they definitely need to step it up if they want any shot at it. I mean, they're a game back of two teams that aren't that good. So I think they still have every shot of making it. Uh. Should the Jaguars be concerned, Cameron? Um, yeah, I think they should. Um, because they need to win the easy ones. They're in, like the Giants. They started off really hot. Um, and, you know, they beat teams, the Colts, who they usually beat. Um, and, and they're playing really well. They beat the, who did they destroy the Chargers? Yeah. Um, so they're beating the hard teams, which is awesome. You take care of the hard ones, you get some freebies, um, and then you you lose to the bad teams. That's not what you want to do. So I I don't know. I there's no consistency in the team. There's not a reason like the Giants for me to think that they um, should be good. I mean, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing super great um, defensively. I guess they're a little bit better, but I don't think that they're playing for Doug Peterson too, too much. I don't notice any, any big changes. Um, I think they're going to be better than last year, but I don't, I think there's still like a six, seven win team. Dylan? Jaguars? Um, I think the window is closing on them. Like Tex said, they got to start making some moves. I don't see them as a playoff team if they continue how they're at, but, I don't know. Are they still in their rebuild years? Are we expecting them to be better than they are? I don't. I, I don't. I think they're still in their rebuild years, but um, at some point they need to make a jump. Uh, I just don't see it happening this year, though. Um, all right, last game I want to cover, and we can kind of have a broader conversation. Falcons Buccaneers, or not? Excuse me. Uh, Raiders Chiefs. Falcons Buccaneers can kind of be tied in because the officiating in this. Uh, Raiders Chiefs game was terrible. 
The first half, all the calls were going to the Raiders. The second half, they were all going to the Chiefs. We had another egregious roughing the passer call. We can also talk about the one on Brady. Um, but uh, I forget who the player was. Chris Jones, maybe? Uh, strip-sacked Patrick Mahomes. Uh, excuse me, Derek Carr. And landed on top of him. And they called roughing the passer. Um, they What else did they call? They called like bad intentional grounding. Um, they were all over the place. The refs, uh, the Raiders, obviously lose a close one. And then Devontae Adams shoves a guy and has now been charged with misdemeanor assault. Um, something about the Raiders, man, just makes you want to be a bad dude. Um, but I think this guy pressing charges is pretty soft. Uh, definitely shouldn't have done it, Devontae Adams. Very stupid. Um, but come on. It's the heat of battle. He was upset. I'm sure you could get some money out of him. If you if you ask for it, um, but I think the the refs I don't know what their deal is. They are, I think it's the Tua effect still. I think they're trying to crack down on the roughing the passer to protect the quarterbacks more, even though they're already very protected. I we there was a terrible <coughs> roughing the passer call against the Patriots in their game too, but obviously the one on Brady was the big one. The Falcons come all the way back in the game. They have to stop Brady on fourth down, and they sack him, and literally Grady Jarrett just just tackled him. and He rolled him. He didn't even tackle him. He yeah. like grabbed him and rolled him. Yeah, and that's what they were upset with, that they whipped, that he whiplashed him. But his momentum was taking him. Brady was moving. What's he supposed to do? Just let him go? So he, he uses his momentum, and he – bring... it's not like he slammed him. He just, he just rolled around him and brought him with him. Um, the, rule, the rule is is you can't like plow the tackle into the ground. Well, that's what and, they and, said he did. They said he whipped him into the ground when he clearly didn't. I mean, they're trying to protect Brady. They're trying to limit the concussions. And it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible officiating. And the one on Mahomes was even worse. I mean, not <laughs> the one on Carr was even worse because he just he straight up tackled him. He landed on him. He had the ball in his hands. It wasn't like he was wrapped around him and threw him in. Hit the ball in his hands, and he just landed on him with his stomach. It's pathetic. Thoughts still? Yeah, I mean, I get the rule to some extent, but there has to be, like, clear, defined, um, you know, plowing a guy into the ground. I mean, whip, like if the tackle has any sort of rolling aspect to it, how are you plowing him into the ground? You're literally throwing him. You're, you're, the football is a game where you tackle the person that has the ball. You put somebody onto the ground. You know, I, I can understand to some extent not finishing the tackle as hard as you have to, which is what I envision the rule meaning. Like, don't like you tackle the guy, you hit him in the chest, he falls to the ground. Don't smash your whole entire body into his face. But when you're take, making a tackle from the side and there's a rolling aspect, then, you know, all bets are off at that point because you're not plowing them into the ground. Um, so the the call against Brady, I mean, that one was the worst one I think I've seen. I don't, I actually didn't see the one on Carr, uh, but, I mean, if you say it's worse, then I, I, I guess that's what it is. But obviously I think this is um, – fallout from some of the Tua stuff and some of the other concussion stuff that has been happening at the beginning of the year. Uh, Cam, former quarterback, what do you think? 
I used to love getting hit. I laid the wood. Uh, I think this is soft. I used to get hit all the time, like crazy. Um, and it looks like the Bears just lost. This is this is coming. Are you still way on the down? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, it, just, it just happened. Oh no. Um, I uh, I used to love getting hit. I got landed on. The worst actually was when. I fumbled a snap or something, and it's just easy, like, right in front of me. I'm like, oh, man, I got it. And then, like, three seconds later, just get dove on. No oh, need for it. it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's soft. I think that these two especially, the one I could, I guess, not understand, but understand more is the Brady one um, because – he, the torque, I guess he used. Um, the Chris Jones one made absolutely no sense. There were a bunch of funny memes about it, about um, Defying Gravity, uh, the song playing in the background. Um, so it was funny, but uh, I don't care. Stop doing it. Stop doing the flags, that is. Thoughts on the flags and the anything about the Raiders Chiefs? Tucker? Sorry, I was watching the end of this game. But um, the flag was ridiculous. It was uh, helping Brady with the call, it felt like. Um, I was super annoyed by this. um, Because it was such a good comeback by the Falcons. They were playing great. You want to see them have a shot there. So it was really tough to watch, honestly. So, I mean, there's a certain level to it where you're trying to figure out where does player safety end and where are you kind of just ruining the sport in a way, in hypothetically a way to maybe help player safety? So I don't love the call at all. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, obviously all these calls are subjective. At, at, at one point you have to say, is it, is it a player safety? Like, did you actually like hinder the quarterback's safety by making this play? Or is it like within the rule book? I mean, I don't know if the, the tackle on Brady was in the rule book of throwing a flag, but it definitely wasn't um, player safety that caused you to throw the flag. The other thing I was just thinking about is it doesn't have to be a 15-yard penalty. Why is it a 15-yard penalty? They call it, they call it a, like a misconduct penalty or whatever. They should like make them like re, it's like a replay the down type penalty. Because, I mean, this happens in so many instances where it's just not even, it's not even a big hit and they still call it. And it's not like, it's really not game misconduct. It's not like you're killing a guy. It's not like you're, you're making a play that's so egregious that counts as game misconduct, like something after the whistle where you just tackle a guy for no reason or, you, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not an egregious penalty half the time. It's always just like, Oh, you finished your tackle a little bit too hard into the in, into the quarterback. Like, I mean, Brady's been the recipient of a ton of these calls. The AFC Championship game against the Chiefs in 2018, he got tapped on the face mask, and they called it. So he gets to call for him all the time. Um, all right, before we move on to list, guys, anybody have any thoughts on the MLB playoffs? I know they just started, kind of. And none of. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched a single thing. Cam, how are the Yankees doing? I know they won their first game. 
Cam, you with us? Alright, we lost Cam. Must fell asleep. Um, Tucker, anything on MLB playoffs you got? Um, MLB playoffs. Yeah, Mets suck. Um, go Padres, go Astros. I'm rooting for the Mariners. I just have bets on those two teams. Padres and the Astros is an absolute wild choice. I mean, those are the two I don't hated, like most hated teams. teams in the league. I kind of love the teams that are hated, though. Ugh. I hate the Astros. I don't like Manny Machado. So, um... Agent of chaos. Cam, thoughts on the Yankees? How are they doing? Yeah, the Yankees. Um, before that, I, I said Tucker was an agent of chaos. We didn't touch it all on the, um, Dan Snyder. Um, well, you were Dan you Snyder. said you were tired. I'm trying to keep the show brief. No, I know. It just it made me think about it. Um, another way to take if Dan if Dan Snyder gets fired, he's coming out. He's coming out play. Um, uh, what's this? Guns blazing, and he's gonna fire so many people. It's gonna force a fantasy draft. I like that take. Uh, um, he said he could blow up the he NFL. Could blow it up. Bane blew it up. Oh, you talk about You think that? I don't know. I'm gonna go somewhere the with commanders. it. Too late. Um. I think the Yankees are in good shape. I'm still not giving my hopes up. I'm not making any bets on them. I'm not super excited uh, about them. Super hopeful. They're going to play the Astros in the next round. They're going to play the Dodgers in the next series. It's the same thing every single year. It's just a matter of uh, whether they can win. So, like I said, I'll say it again. I'll be happy if they make the World Series. But they got to do that first. All right. Um, let's move on to list, guys. Uh, kind of a random one. Just came up with it. Nuts. Favorite nuts. This is a great before. list, guys. I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just came to my brain. I thought it was a good one. Um, all right. My number five is going to be D's. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I think I'm going to go with pine nuts for my number five. What a pussy nut. You don't like pine nuts? Sorry for my profanity. I usually don't swear on the show. That is a terrible choice. Oh, come on. There's a thousand better nuts than a pine nut. So pine nuts coming in at my number five because pesto is excellent. If you want a good meal, put some pesto on it. You know, I've had pesto on panis, pesto on pot. pot. Pesto is good. And I know that there's people out there that are allergic to pine nuts. Boo. Scared you. People allergic to pine nuts. Don't want to, don't want to, it's Halloween, I'll give you a fright. It's a pine a pie, nut. A, a pine nut is next to a grape nut. They're good. Pine nuts are good. You can also just pop a handful of your mouth. They're good. They're good. They're good nuts. Pine nuts by number five. Don't. What a terrible choice. Number five, I'm going with the pecan, or pecan, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm choosing it at number five because I don't eat it other than on pecan pot. Nothing like a like a pecan pie with like a little like maybe like a whiskey bourbon pecan pie with a little ice cream. Oh my goodness! Uh, something about that that nut itself—it's got a good shape. You know what I mean? It's, it's fun to look at. Uh, tastes good. Good in a pie. Fantastic nut. Pine nut. Terrible nut. Put out that. Put out that. At 
like a hundred. Dude, I've never seen you this passionate before. Tucker, you got a you got a number five nut. My number five nuts is the Peanuts, the TV show, specifically Snoopy. Big fan of the Peanuts show, so I'm gonna put them on my list because I couldn't think of five different types of nuts. I mean, that's what Google is. For. This is bananas. That's what Google's for. Um, all right, Cam. He uh, caught me with a tough list, guys, this week. I am not a nut guy. Um, but I'll make it happen somehow, some way. <laughs> How do we feel about seeds? Seeds not, are not nuts. Not nuts. Okay. All right. We're going to make it happen even harder than we were going to before. All right. Well, actually, Numbers some seeds are nuts, but, but sunflower okay. seeds are not nuts. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, number five, I'm going to go with uh, a hazelnut. Now, I love Nutella. This is the primary reason I've never had an actual hazelnut by itself. Imagine it's pretty good. Um, so maybe I'll give it a shot one time and, and come come back and let you know. Um, uh, hold on. I'm Okay. I was looking. I got up. this list together. In I was, well, I have my list, but I was looking up because I saw coconut listed as a nut. A coconut. It's that not. going to be my. Five. It's not actually a nut, so I am disavowing it from my list. Uh, number four, I'm going to go mac- macadamia nuts. Now, not one I have too often, but in a cookie, it can be pretty good. Um, you get those cookies. They're like the sugar cookies and they or whatever the vanilla. And they got little macadamias in it. It's a nice little taste. Don't have them very often. Uh, have them higher than pine nuts because pine nuts I use just in pesto, and you know I don't really partake in the nut aspect. It's, it's all ground up at that point. So I'm going macadamia nut at my number four slot. Macadamia nut, the best macadamia cookie or whatever you want to call it, is from Subway. Get it if you've never had it. Yeah, um, good. Cam hazelnut, uh, honorable mention for me. If I put it at six, number four, I'm going walnut. Uh, love a good walnut, like Trey said, in a cookie, any cookie. Um, it's good. It's a good topping on ice cream. Um, if you haven't had it, I suggest you. I messed my list up. I messed my list up. Go ahead, finish. Uh, also, just crack it into a full whole nut or, or, or a full walnut, a whole one. Uh, around Christmas time, you got the nutcracker out. You just throw that puppy in there. Um, I don't care if it's one that you like, you know, just do with your hand like a normal nutcracker, or if you use like one of the actual nutcrackers that looks like one of the things from the ballet. Uh, walnuts good. Put it at number four. They don't have a lot of taste, but you know, put it in something. They're great. I didn't mess my list up. I don't think. Uh, Tucker. My number four is pecans. Uh, I don't like them straight up, but I like pecan pie. And shout out to one-on-one restaurant and bar. They have a pecan-encrusted salmon there. That's delicious. So pecan is my number four. Once. Um, going with an acorn, obviously, um, 
Scrat, is that his name from Ice Age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves them. Uh, can never have them. Um, so I always kind of cherished, you know, the idea that we have an abundance of them. And I used to take the caps off, used to try to open them up, see kind of what was going on. It was one of my first uh, kind of experiments, um, you know, with, uh, you know, diving into the deeper meaning of, of certain things in nature. Um, and just to it's a great list. I'm not a not a nut guy. So this is a great list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, a good I did mess up my list. Macadamia's out. Pine nuts sitting where they are. Cashews are my number four. A little bit of a bland nut to me. Uh, don't eat them all too often again. Uh, but a little bit of a bland nut, nice and salty. Need need a drink with them. But they're my number four. Go to like easy go to nut. Like everybody always has these out. If you're going to have nuts, you're going to have cashews. Number four. Uh, my number three is going to be almonds. Um, almonds can use them in a ton of different ways. You got almond butter. Um, you got almond encrusted items, much much like Tucker's mentioned, the pecan stuff. The favorite way I like almonds are in chocolate. Shout out chicken almondy. Chicken almondy. Patrick's pub. Yeah. Almond milk. Almond milk. Good one. But almonds, I like them in chocolate. Um, that being um, little Hershey's bar, the Hershey's bars with almonds. Every, every time I get a, if I'm ever really craving chocolate, I'll get a Hershey's bar with almonds or Almond Joys. Love Almond Joys. They get a bad rap. I know we did Halloween candy last year. I'm pretty sure Almond Joy was on my list. Um, almond, almonds are a fantastic nut. I'll handful those. I'll raw dog those. I don't even need the chocolate, but prefer them in chocolate. Almonds, my number three. Dill? Now, almonds, I do love in chocolate. If I'm going to have a Hershey bar, I'd rather have a Hershey bar with almonds. I do not like almonds alone. I don't. I, I Something about them. I, I mean, they're like, not great. None of these are great. I don't great like the skin. Alone. Oh, I love, my top two, I love, my top I two are great alone. I just don't like almonds alone. That's why it's off my list. I put it at a at a seven. And Cam, I was thinking about acorn, but I don't I don't eat acorns. But it, it was one of the first ones that came to my mind when we, when we came up with the list. Yeah, um, great choice. I love it. Yeah. Um, but number number what am I on number three for me? I'm going pistachio. Pistachio number three. Um, little green guys love them. Uh, Crack them open. You got a you got a big old bowl of them. You suck on them. They're nice and salty. I I get the almonds unshelled, and I just eat them for lunch. I put them in in a little Ziploc bag. They're they're my lunch uh, nut often. Uh, <laughs> Trey, I see you laughing over. It's a good. It's a great nut. The problem is I don't like it, and I don't like it, I don't like pistachio ice cream. Uh, I don't like pistachios like in anything else besides eating them raw. Uh, but you know, number three because they taste better than the other two that I have alone. Uh, Tucker three. Number three, I have peanuts. Not a huge peanuts guy, wow. but uh, um, you know, it, this is baseball game exclusively when I eat peanuts, and I love them. I will eat as many peanuts as possible at a baseball game. I like peanut butter, so I think it's a versatile nut. Uh, so number two, peanuts. 
Cameron. Um, we're on number three now. Three, sorry. Okay. Uh, number three, I'm going with the lug nut. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. A peanut is never fastened in, you know, a bolt for my safety. Um, and that's just something you kind of overlook in your day to day. So, next time you're screwing in the lug nut. Excited about this. Um, next time we screw in a lug nut, just think about the deeper meaning. It's not something I eat. <laughs> but, lug nut and um, peanuts. The cartoons been on. <laughs> and acorn. Yeah, I had to put this above acorn just because it's use. It's a little bit more useful. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm crying. It's going to be number three. It's a good list. Um. <laughs> My number two is going to be pistachio. Now, Dylan, I agree with everything you said. Delicious. Can dominate a bag of these. You know, sometimes I'm happy to crack them open. Other times it's frustrating. You know, if you get one of the little slit ones and you can't crack open, you got to kind of like bite it or something to get it open. It's always a struggle, but I can dominate a whole bag of pistachios. Um, I do only like them raw, but I think that makes them more of an elite nut. They're not really used. That's what I'm saying. That's why I put them at three. Yeah, I mean, they're used for ice cream, but that's terrible. Um, but that's like it. They're not used that much in cooking, I feel like. Um, but I love me. I, I, I was a big pistachio guy when I was really young, when I was little. My dad always had them around. Then I went away from them for about 10 years. Back on them. Back on them like crazy. Love them. They're green. That's pretty cool. Pistachios, my number two. Bill? Lug nut, wild choice. Love it. Um, shout out to the Modesto Nuts, uh, MLB affiliated team. Also, there is a lug nut uh, minor league team as well. So good choice, Cam, there with lug nut. Had me dying. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with cashews. Um, cashews, for me, are the best tasting raw nut, hands down, not even close. I mentioned for number three, pistachio as my lunch nut, but cashews are more of a lunch nut. I eat them. I, the cashews, I eat more than any other nut, not even close. The problem is, is you don't eat cashews in anything else. They're not in pastries. They're not in any sort of cooking in any other regard that I can think of. Um, I, I, I get them salted, I get them unsalted. Either way, they're great. Uh, love myself a good cashew. They're freaking expensive. That's the problem. They might be more expensive than pistachios. Uh, but all in all, best tasting nut for me by far, put it at number two. Uh, Tucker, two. Um, my number two, Trey, I'm going with you. I'm going with pistachios. I like pistachios. I like that's a little bit of a work to get to the nut. You got to crack it open. Um, it's just a nice one. I don't know. It's just one that I'll casually. It's the only nut I'll constantly eat at home. Like I'll buy a box of cat pistachios and eat those. So, big pistachio guy number two on my list. Cameron, I need to make a change. I need to remove the hazelnut. Move back acorn five. Uh, log nut four. Peanuts gonna be three. Um, I just I didn't do the math right. I'm exhausted here. 
Uh, peanut's going to be three from the time before. Uh, airplane peanut kind of guy just kind of started off. And it's not something I would buy really at the store. Honey roasted are pretty good, though. Uh, number two is going to be a donut. Um, <laughs> no. This is, um, this is Trace off the screen. This is the best list we've ever done. <laughs> this is kind of an easy choice. Um, it also depends on how you spell it, though. If it's with a GH, I don't want it anyway. Um, it's got to be a D O N U E N U T. Um, those are simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, you know, Dunkin' Donuts always got the best donuts. Krispy Kreme, maybe a little bit better, but Dunkin's got more variety. Um, a lot of places have it's like a thing now to have these like fancy dancy donuts. Nope. I like the easy ones. Give me the plastic frosting on top of it. I'll down it in three bites. Um, Chocolate frosted um, all the way. Yeah. Also, a word that I, I say often when I'm uh, trying to say don't, but also do not, and donut just slips in there, gets me a little hungry, I'll go get one. Um, so that's going to be number two. Cam <laughs> is stealing this list. <laughs> Um, alright, my number one is going to be the king of the nut, the peanut. Tucker, disagree with you. Peanuts are a staple, um, around this part. Um, peanut butter, too. The best spread ever made, I think, ever created. George Washington Carver, shout out. Peanut King. They're actually legumes, but they're also considered nuts. Um, but peanuts, the best thing about getting them in a baseball game is when they huck them at you from about five sections away, you get to feel like you're back in high school again, making plays out there. Uh, love that. Um, but peanuts are excellent. My girlfriend and I bought like a 10 pound bag of peanuts, like not 10 pounds, but like legitimate, like two and a half pound bag of peanuts. Um, got through about half of it before we had to chuck them. But, um, I don't know. There's something about a peanut, um, the saltiness of the shell, um, the, you know, you chew them up. It makes peanut butter in your mouth, peanut butter, jelly sandwiches. Peanuts are elite. They're the king of the nut. They can't be touched. This should be number one on everyone's list. Uh, I, I'm sad to hear that it's not, uh, Dylan. Yeah. Number one, obvious peanut. Uh, like you said, many different ways you can eat a peanut. You got peanut butter elite. You got just a raw peanut, just a bunch of the little nuts in a, in a jar, honey roasted, like Cam said, is Probably my favorite if you're going to take them that way. You get them with the shell, obviously fantastic because of the saltiness. Eat them at a ball game, eat them at home, eat them at five guys. Doesn't matter. Oh, true. Uh, um, also, cooking oil, peanut cooking oil. None of these other nuts make even remotely close cooking oil. I mean, it's versatile. Uh, it's used a lot. Uh, I think, like, as humans we consume more peanuts than any other nut gotta put it number one king of nuts like Trey said it's an obvious choice Tucker number one I have cashews not the best nut available um, specifically I'd like to shout out nuts for nuts New York City honey roasted cashews the best nuts I've had in my entire life um, anytime I go to New York City, it's literally like one of the first things I do. I'm like, where's the nuts for nuts station? I need to grab some immediately. Um, Cameron, take us home. I regret to inform you this one won't be as funny. Um, also, thing about peanuts, real quick. Uh, once tried to make my own peanut butter, really young. Just figured easy peanut butter, two ingredients. Took some peanuts, chopped them up. <laughs> 
got some butter, put it in there, mixed it all together, threw it in the freezer, thought that would do something, took it out, didn't work. Um, <laughs> that was that was my peanut butter. <laughs> Number one, crazy one, just to throw you all for a loop, pistachios, easy. <laughs> Absolutely love pistachios. I don't know what it is. Every other nut, get out of here for the most part. Peanut, you have a, you're okay. You're fine. Uh, you got a lot of cousins that help you out. Pistachios are unbelievable. I I don't get I don't get what it is. I don't need to salt it. I don't need it. the only thing I won't eat is if there's no shell on it. Like we said the best, you gotta work for it. Because there's once there's some that don't have a crack in them. And you gotta start thinking, how am I gonna get this done? I save those ones for the end. You know what? All right. That'll give me something to do later. During quarantine, I think that was my choice. That was my hobby. That was my hobby of choice was just cracking open the, the uncrackable pistachios, feeling good about myself. Um, I'll get the, the cracked pepper ones, those best flavors. Um, I don't I don't I get mind. cracked pepper I ones to, too. Okay. I used to think, you know, maybe only the green part and the brown parts that would fall off. And hopefully, yeah, those, like, yeah, yeah. You know, those aren't the best. No, I like those even more now. Get a little crunch in there. Get a little flavor. A little action. Um, ice cream, though. Pistachio ice cream. Get out of here. Walk get out of here. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> Nasty. Cam, what a what a list from you. What a list, guys, in general. That was one of our best lists ever. I, I knew this was going to be a good one. <laughs> honorable mention, Sugma. Um, um, circus Peanuts was an honorable mention. Of mine. <laughs> yeah, Circus Peanuts also. Banana flavor. Gross. It's yeah. foul. All right. What color are they, Joe? Not yellow. Orange. Or neon orange. Um, all right. That's our show. <laughs> what a week. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, you know what? Just share this episode with your friends. Get people talking about Wasted Takes. Let's get Wasted Takes really going. All right. We got, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the football season. You know, we got a lot of, a lot of good content ahead. Um, thanks for getting wasted with us. Check us out on Twitter, and we will see you next time. Bye. Go nuts. Oh.